Tonight, Ocasio-Cortez performs the ultimate virtue signal by offering to save the environment by killing the economy. I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Welcome back to the show. So today we are starting off with news that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, everyone's favorite democratic socialist, who is American, uh, DSA. Anyway, uh, she has presented a new idea for the Green New Deal um, that includes a 70% tax on the wealthiest Americans. According to a story on CNBC, the key points from this are that, quote, AOC says people would need to start paying their fair share in taxes to underwrite her Green New Deal. The taxes could be anywhere from 60 to 70 percent, and the Green New Deal would include generating all the nation's power from renewable sources and eliminating industrial greenhouse gas emissions. What's also interesting is that, according to her, this would all be implemented within a 10-year time frame, so that's really not a lot of time to get rid of all greenhouse gas emissions uh, for industrial purposes. Joining me today, I have my producer, Liam. Hello. So this is one of the issues where I, I feel like maybe Ocasio-Cortez is some sort of genius. Maybe she, too, like Trump, is playing 4D chess. Yes. It's it, possible. It, it is very possible. You know, you could Who go knows? from being a bartender just another month ago and and then be able to put forward giant economic reforms. Right. And, and see, like, we were hesitant to talk about this story because neither of us are experts on yeah. energy policy we don't have doctorate policy in, name, you, know, you know in any type but then we realize neither does she and she is presenting policy so mm -hmm. hey it's just open everyone can say whatever they want yes. uh, no need for science here um but she the reason why i say that maybe she's in some kind of long con for this is that this is a bad this is a bad idea um you know things like solar and wind while i support them they are not at the point where they could sustain an entire country like the united states right now that's just fact and you know not to mention that there are some i guess footnotes trying to slip in a little bit of a socialism oh, yeah, definitely. ubi uh, things like that yeah there's just some little side notes of universal uh, not a like big basic deal. income for everybody that's just a small change to American Yeah, just, just an aside, yeah. definitely very, very related to energy policy. Mm -hmm. um, but what she's done here is that right now Republicans are obviously freaking out. Any conservatives, anyone on the right, anyone who's not a socialist is concerned about this. But because she's at the moment the only one kind of focusing on the idea of trying to reduce pollution or anything like that, mm -hmm. it, it paints Republicans as the angry... Uh, I don't know, hate the planet, people in pocket of big oil. And I think we've mentioned this on the show before. Um, I I love the environment. I don't mm. want the planet to become this polluted mess. And I, you know, I do believe in man-made climate change. I am skeptical, however, of a lot of the predictions they put forth just because that kind of science and yeah. being able to determine what it would be in the future. I think that's, we're not there yet. We can no, get it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean pollution is a good thing. No, of course not. Yeah. We know that pollution is a very bad thing, and I'm, right. I'm definitely very for having a clean environment. We also do know, I know that some people will push back about man-made climate change. We do know that, yes, we only c contribute a small part of right. these get these gases, but the, the, the role that that part plays might be quite large. But we won't get into the nitty-gritty of that. Like like we said, we're not experts on that. Um, but I mean, we long do, story short, yeah. we, we like the environment. And yes. I think if you poll people, regardless of how they might feel about something like climate change, which is so polarizing right now, mm. pollution in and of itself is bad enough where we can say, I think, yep. hey, let's let's look at this. Um, and so 
I, I really want to look at the idea of energy policy and try to show people that, that you can be for environmentalism, you just in terms of being, you know, anti-pollution for the planet without going full socialism. Right. Like there, there is somewhere in between. There, there are ways that, that we can improve emissions without just becoming Venezuela. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I thought there was an interesting conversation between uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson and Bjorn Lomborg. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Dr. Peterson, in this case, who, who I'm a fan of, he, he brought up uh, the idea that there might be some kind of motivation in people that push these environmental policies to force socialism into these systems. Right. Like, like all of these major policies involve huge governmental changes, a lot of governmental oversight, and kind of assault capitalism in one way or another. Yeah. So that might be one of the motivating factors underlying all of these changes. Again, we really care about the environment, but there's a way of doing it that you don't right. have to do. And I think things. I mentioned this earlier, to their credit, if the U.S. and capitalist countries were to embrace socialism and their economies and infrastructure would collapse, it would reduce emissions. It absolutely it would. would if, yeah. if we were all just flintstoning it, it would it would technically be more green. But let's let's talk about some of the things that could be put forward by Republicans. would love to see that, that, that could address this issue, which a lot of the public is in support of. Most people want mm. something to be done about yes. this that don't necessarily uh, crumble the economy, infringe on people's rights to earn money. One thing that I think should be brought up when we're talking about renewable energy is the idea of nuclear power. And nuclear energy is one of those areas where I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. And because we have seen instances where nuclear plants have obviously uh, caused a lot of damage to individuals and areas and, mm. and the environment in general because this is radioactive that yeah. we're talking about. Um, it's happened in the U.S. before, it's happened in Japan before. So people have this notion, this idea that nuclear energy is bad. And I think here we have to realize that there is no perfect energy source where no. it's like, I mean, obviously if that would happen, that would be great. Mm. Uh, we have not not discovered yet. But Nuclear now, a, a new plan that would be built with state-of-the-art technology, which, by the way, there are a ton of regulations preventing that from happening in the U.S., um, it, would be, it would be very safe. And nuclear energy actually is extremely environmentally friendly yes. in terms of emissions. It's, it's very clean. What I've seen is that um, f from all the metrics, even if you consider these giant disasters, which, you know, in the case of like Chernobyl and things yeah. like that, they're, they're very famous because they are devastating when they do happen. But even when you take into consideration those losses of life, like most energy sources do more damage over time. It's just in a right. less noticeable scale because it's happening slowly and consistently. Right. So it, it's really just a perception problem. I right. Think. And so I would love to see the U.S. and actually, I mean, all Western countries scale back regulations on nuclear power. And that's not to say that you just any Joe Blow can go get a nuclear reactor. I understand the security concerns in addition to the uh, environmental Iran concerns. Iran is suddenly very interested in right. nuclear power. Yes. But where else would they get all their energy being one of the largest oil producers? Yeah. Right. But... I think we could do a lot of movement there that would actually help emissions as well. And, you know, in addition to that, I'm not someone who supports subsidies of, of any type for, for companies. I just think it's not something the government should do. Conservatives mm. seem to really believe that when it came to something like Solyndra, and it was Barack Obama giving the subsidies. But the U.S. actually gives tons of subsidies. We're talking tens of billions of dollars to coal and oil. I don't think we need to do that. And so I would love to see those subsidies go away and we incentivize private citizens and companies to invest their own money in things like solar, whether that's for your home, for your companies, whatever, your factories, whatever that is. Um, in addition, we also see a lot of subsidies going into something like agriculture. Uh, specifically beef. And what a lot of people may not know is that obviously manufacturing is a huge contributor to emissions, greenhouse gases. Yes. 
but so so are cows so is beef the food you eat yeah no and in some ways i mean i think the more that i look into this as much as i bash on veganism you know we should scale back our meat yeah uh, especially the just red for meat. yeah the, the health reasons is part of it and then just the, the the greenhouse gas emissions everything related to that is the leading cause of deforestation yada, yada, yeah yeah you know um so yeah i would love to see republicans talk at least about some of this and, and not to mention if we're talking about something like global warming we can't overlook the role that places like china and india yep. contribute because it's i mean the u.s as big as a country as it is it's really minuscule compared to china india what they're doing mm. um of course like i'm not saying that it's because those countries are evil we can't think that especially when we've essentially well, just outsourced our manufacturing that's, that's what i would say everybody's yeah. saying oh yes the uk u.s has lowered lowered their their co2 emissions because you're like, not making yeah anything. they've just moved that to china that's yeah. all they've done and now china looks like the bad guy even though they've spent i think more than any other country on trying to clean up their energy uh, mm -hmm. yeah so i mean and because those countries are developing i think if the u.s or if countries really did care about that that we would have to start looking at i don't know ways to improve their manufacturing processes maybe that's looking at uh you know american companies with manufacturing plants over there trying to incentivize them to bring cleaner technology i'm not sure but the point should be the takeaway should be is that there is a way to do this to address this big problem which most people regardless of your political affiliation care about without going full socialism yeah absolutely so actually what you just said it happens to coincide with one of the uh, studies that bjorn lomborg and his economic associates have put out on this stuff here we find they've they've tried to quantify how much economic good you get for every dollar you would spend on like a, a charitable mm -hmm. or good source and they find that any form of kind of environmental spending tends to have a less good return than something like reducing heart disease or yeah. contraception in africa for example things like that these things don't tend to have a good bang for your buck because you like energy consumption changing our energy sources is extremely expensive mm -hmm. on and the best most efficient way of spending on those energy outputs a change in our energy output would be actually through something like phasing out oil subsidies right now fossil fuel is one of the things that they have actually in their metrics but even then you still compare it to these other ones and it might have 10 times less return than some of the better ways of spending money yeah and that's what's hard about this issue because as passionate as some people might be about uh environmentalism there i don't think we can ignore the fact that to some degree for every dollar we spend trying to curb this, we are taking away money that could be going somewhere else. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try at all, but also there are these environmentalists out there who are the more radical ones, who literally would rather we just halt the economy, any production of anything, in order to reduce our emissions to zero. Um, that's not a very tenable position mm -hmm. and it it would be nice if we could have a little bit more of a constructive dialogue with this it'll be a really good way it was just like if we killed all the white people yeah there'll be a lot less emissions too yeah so yeah, I that's i mean it just so happens to coincide all, all the men as well yeah, yeah straight definitely. people in general you laugh but there are there are probably people out there that are like yeah this is good and <laughs> that that kind of like with with the environmental lobby i also feel like that the idea that there needs to be a give and take, a balance that not everything um, can be like the zero sum game is something they struggle with. We've talked about this before when it came to our hunting episode. Yes. You know, we talk, we're, we're pro conservation, which is why we, we, we love that in Canada and I think a lot of the states too. Um, yes. You know, the 
environmental boards work with the hunters in order to monitor populations of things like deer, elk, to make sure that there's not overpopulation or underpopulation, so we can make sure that these animals are there for future generations, etc. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of environmental activists who would want hunting to stop entirely, regardless of that meaning that these animals die because of starvation, right? I mean, there are people who are like, no, just no animals ever die. That's not the way the world works. And likewise, um, in Quebec, uh, we actually have a, we're extremely fortunate to have something um, called Hydro-Quebec, which is, it's, it's hydro power. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a big river, built a dam, and now we have some of the cheapest, if not the cheapest, energy in North America, and we sell yeah, it. We sell it to, the, to New York, a lot of it. Exactly, in, in yeah. addition to other Canadian provinces. Mm -hmm. um, that you would think would be this amazing thing, but at the same time, it meant that we had to build a dam, and that obviously has environmental impacts for the river itself. Yep. There is no perfect answer to this. It's No. No, there's nothing, there's no... Every, everything I mean, has a drawback, but we yeah. find that nuclear has one of the lowest pound-for-pound pound drawbacks, actually, so... Yeah, it's... It's a tough conversation to have. Again, Definitely. I would um, I would love it if people like Bjorn Lomborg, he's great. His movie, I think it's called Cool It, was really fantastic. If you're someone who's like a reasonable environmentalist, I suggest you check it out. I would love it if he would gain more attention. He presents a very fact-based, reasonable approach to this issue, and I would love it if Republicans, policymakers, would pay more attention to him rather than people like Ocasio-Cortez. But, I mean, just looking at this new Green Deal, I don't think it's gonna pass. I don't think she thinks it's gonna pass. I think this is her way of just getting attention, at least looking like she's trying to build momentum. I'm not sure. It's definitely not gonna actually be implemented, but that doesn't mean that Republicans should ignore it because, I mean, you don't want to be the party that looks like you you hate the planet. Yeah. But that's all for us for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.